Hi, I'm Ava Hartling. Welcome to a special edition of the Brand is Female podcast. This week, we're doing things a little differently in light of the COVID-19 pandemic. I've been asking women whose advice I trust to share their views and tips for listeners on how to deal with the situation we're currently facing. My guest today is Carly Stein, founder of Beekeepers Naturals, a line of all organic products made from propolis and bee pollen. Before we get to our conversation, I want to thank our sponsors. This season of our podcast is brought to you by TD Bank Group, Women Entrepreneurs. TD helps women entrepreneurs achieve success and growth through its program of educational workshops, financing, and mentorship. Visit thebrandisfemale.com slash podcast and follow the link to find out how TD can help. It's in Italy in 2012 that Carly Stein discovered Beepolis, a natural substance bees make that contains compounds which support immunity. She realized there wasn't a brand selling wellness products with this kind of superfood ingredient back in the US. The idea stuck and four years later she left a trading job at Goldman Sachs to launch Beekeepers Naturals. Its Propolis Throat Spray is now one of the top five cold and flu products on Amazon, and the company has expanded its product line to include supplements for focus and honey infused with superfoods like bee pollen. I'm a huge fan of Beekeeper's Naturals, and I use her spray several times a day. Here is our conversation. So it's kind of funny with Beekeeper's Naturals because it was almost a company that was never meant to be a company. I really started just working on something that was my hobby and passion. And Mm -hmm. uh, I knew that I was making something that could be really useful for other people in the world and had a really big impact on my personal health. And I was really just responding to kind of what people want. So, Mm -hmm. so how, so if I kind of take you back to the beginning for me, I haven't, I, I really can't take antibiotics and I struggled with a really weak immune system and chronic tonsillitis since I was a kid. Wow. And I was pretty much always sick. Like I always was out of school with a sore throat. And because I can't take antibiotics, I I was, you know, sick for weeks and weeks at a time. Hmm. And that sort of pushed me to start to explore the natural world. And I was really excited about the natural world. But I ended up often wasting a lot of time and money on these expensive products that just didn't really deliver on results. Mm -hmm. And then in the -the over-the-counter pharmaceutical world, pretty much everything I tried, I had an allergic reaction to. So I was sort of left with nothing. And this was just kind of the state of affairs for me. And that went on up until college. And when I was in college, I did a semester abroad. And uh, I was traveling around in Europe after and I was in Italy at the time. And I got really severe tonsillitis to the point where it was really hard for me to breathe. Hmm. And I was going to have to come home. And I was just not having it. I didn't want to miss out on another thing because of an illness. And I was really looking, you know, I worked really hard and saved up to get out there. And I was looking for anything that I could possibly do to allow me to stay out there. And I went into a pharmacy in Florence and the pharmacist took one look at me and my face was super swollen as my tonsils were all swollen. And she said, you need propolis. And Mm. I was like, okay, what is that? And she's like, it's from the bees. And I was like, oh, so honey. And she's like, no, 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 not honey propolis. So I, like many of us, didn't even know that the bees did anything beyond honey at that point, but I was desperate and willing to try anything, so I bought this weird propolis stuff that she recommended, and in about five days, I made a full recovery, and that had never happened to me before. Wow. Yeah, so that was my first experience with bee products, and that was really, you know, just a game-changing moment, and that's when I kind of fell in love with propolis, and I certainly was not thinking about starting a company at that time. I was just really excited that I had finally found something that works for me. 
Mm-hmm. And so I continued my travels and I started to notice that all across Europe, bee products are really common. And Europe's always been really progressive with natural health. Absolutely. And everywhere I was traveling, there was royal jelly supplements for anti-aging and brain health. And I would see people using pollen to boost energy and get off mm. coffee. And propolis was super common for different sort of immune concerns everywhere that I traveled. And mm-hmm. so I started to incorporate more of these bee products into my routine. And I was feeling healthier than ever. And so I just was like, okay, this is awesome. I found the stuff that works for me. This is my like favorite product. Um, and these different bee products are just great. But again, was not thinking about starting a company. And then I came back home when my exchange finished to finish up college. And when I came back home, you know, school and stress and all that th- stuff caught up to me and I got sick again. I had, I had another sort of throat viral issue. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't, I thought I could just go to the local health food store and buy propolis. And I went there and nobody knew what I was talking about. <laughs> this is in 2012. So right. everyone, everyone's like, well, we have Manuka, but like that's You're like, really no, it. that's not the same. So, yeah. Yeah. And so like I couldn't find propolis anywhere. And I finally found it at a farmer's market mm. and it was super expensive. It was like $40 for this tiny little tincture of propolis. It was organic. It was like all of the things of an artisanal (laughs) farmer's market and I bought it and I used it and I had a really severe allergic reaction and Mm. I was like what the heck is going on this is the only thing that works for me how am I having a reaction to it and I was fortunate to be a student at that time and I was a TA for my chemistry class so what I ended up doing was running a toxicity panel on the product I purchased and when I did that I realized that there was actually trace amounts of pesticides in it and so I think that's Um. what I was reacting to. Right, And then I was like, well, this is organic. How is there pesticide in this? And then I started doing a lot of research into bee products generally. And I learned that because you can't put a leash on bees or fence them in, mm-hmm. just because they live on organic land, if the neighbors are doing dirty stuff, they could potentially They're get getting over there. pesticides. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's just the organic certification and sort of the structure of agriculture that we have right now is really not conducive to bee health and it doesn't really allow for fully clean products in in a lot of cases. And Mm -hmm. so I was like, okay, great. I know exactly what I need and I can't get it. And I was, you know, I had a little bit of moping and sadness around that. And then I was like, (laughs) you know what? I just need to quality control and do this myself. Like people Mm -hmm. do this as a hobby. Why can't this be my hobby? So I started learning how to beekeep, which Mm. my friends in college thought was completely insane. (laughs) (laughs) But I actually became completely obsessed with it. So I started just really out of necessity. Um, I started apprenticing under this beekeeper in Victoria, British Columbia. Mm-hmm. And I I didn't think, I thought I was just doing this to kind of quality control, get the product I needed and make sure that I could just stay healthy and function. And what ended up happening was I started learning about the bees and the intricate role they play in our ecosystem and just the amazing creatures that they are and then learning more about the incredible health benefits of the different bee products and how we can use them and how we traditionally have used them throughout history. Mm -hmm. And I started just, I kind of found my passion and that was just my thing. And I was super into it and I would make all these products and I was making propolis and then I would give it to friends. And then next thing you know, people on campus were like Facebook messaging me, asking me to buy this stuff because it was working because everyone got sick during exams and it was working Mm -hmm. for them. And so that was the first moment where I was like, you know, maybe this could be a thing. But then I graduated and I had no money and 
it sounds insane for a broke person to start a bee product company. At least it did to my <laughs> friends and family. Yeah. And I had a good on paper job in finance offered to me out of school. So I was very fortunate to have that. So I, I took the safe road um, and the socially acceptable road. And I went into finance for a few years and I was just really unhappy doing that. It was mm-hmm. just really not what I wanted. And um, I was actually quite depressed. I was working crazy hours. I, I ended up on the trading floor at Goldman Sachs. Um, oh, so it's wow. not the best for lifestyle. But, Mm -hmm. and especially, you know, if you're not someone who loves finance to begin with, I was more just sort of trying to do what people thought was good. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I was, I was pretty miserable and I was like, you know what, I need to pick up my hobby on the side. And I was splitting time between Toronto and New York at that point. So I couldn't exactly keep a hive anywhere because I was living in apartments. Oh yeah. But what I Mm -hmm. could do was order some lab equipment on Amazon and source bee products from the beekeeper who I apprenticed under in British Columbia and start just kind of playing mad scientist and making these things in my apartment. So Mm. that's what I did. I started making them for myself and my friends and I sort of looked at it as if this, you know, some people have a hobby of baking. This is kind of like that. (laughs) Like I just make this stuff and share it with people. Right. So again, not thinking about it as a company. And then one of my girlfriends was working at this company where they set up pop-ups for different sort of small businesses and she had this yeah. one event and she was like you make all this cool weird bee stuff why don't you try setting up a booth and selling it so I did and it was after that I, I mean I sold out and then I started getting emails from people sharing their healing experiences with me and it was really that was really sort of the profound moment it was the realization that there's a broad population that struggles with autoimmune that really mm-hmm. don't have options when it comes to healing Yeah, and beyond that there's there's a meaningful percentage of people and it's growing who are looking to really support their health with holistic sustainable options and there's just not a lot out there when you look at medicine it's like NyQuil and Buckley's and all of these kind of traditional companies that we've grown up with that Mm. yeah they haven't really innovated on when it comes to formula in a really long time and yeah it's a lot of ingredients that we don't understand and sugars and fillers and a lot of stuff is sort of built to mask the symptom but not really treat the root cause and help holistically support the body going forward yeah and so just kind of hearing that people were having the a similar experience to what I had when it when it comes to recovery um and that there was so much demand I was like hmm maybe I should be doing this and so I started kind of passively doing more I would I still had my (laughs) 12 to 16 hour a day job And then on weekends, I would go sell at different markets and pop-ups and farmer's markets. And I was just trying to kind of get the product out there and test the waters and get a consumer response. And I kept Mm -hmm. getting these really profound healing stories, people who had some sort of strange illness and they somehow, they like had this radical recovery with propolis and people using it in different ways, topically ingesting it, you know. And at that point, things just kind of grew organically. And it got to a place where we started having some pretty strong retail orders in Canada. And that was when I was like, okay, this is helping people. It's changed my life. And this is where my passion is. This is what I want to do. And so I left Goldman end of 2016. And I sort of started the company. Kind of everyone thought I was insane in my life. I got intervention (laughs) by my friends and family. Everyone thought I was making the biggest mistake of my life. 
So I realized that I kind of had to get away from all the noise and all of the opinions and the negative perspectives. Mm-hmm. And um, I booked a one-way ticket to Southeast Asia. I wanted to go to Europe, but I only had enough savings for a flight and then to live very frugally. And it's, you know, pretty, you can, you can get by with a pretty low cost of living in Southeast Asia. So that's where I went. Mm-hmm. And I spent a few months just kind of putting together a business plan, organizing things and, and figuring out what I would do. And I came back. Um, towards the end of 2016 and put everything together and we raised a small friends and family around early 2017 and that's what I've been doing ever since. Wow, what a story. That's fantastic. Um, And it's amazing that you had the intuition to, you know, really keep going with your conviction that this is what you were meant to be doing and that there was enough to sustain an actual business because today beekeepers naturals i mean i actually first discovered your product in california at ernwan market um and then realized that it was you know pretty it was starting to be pretty widely available um so you're you know you've established basically a new category really when it comes to alternative health solutions and health products at this point um but you didn't know that at that time so what was it like kind of tuning out you know, everybody telling you, you shouldn't be doing this, keep your job in finance. How did you know you had to tap into that inner voice and keep going? It took me a really long time. I mean, I probably wanted to leave finance as early as like 2015, but I was Mm -hmm. terrified. It was, I was scared about how I would support myself financially. I was scared about never having a job that's as good again. I was scared about failing. I had a lot of imposter syndrome. I had this belief for a while that I I don't know how to start a business. I can't possibly start a business. Other people do that. Smart people do that. Um, <laughs> right. So there was a lot of kind of mental barriers I put in front of myself. And it got to a point where I was just, I think I, I got myself to a point where I was just really miserable and overworked. And being overworked at something mm. you, when you're something you love, that I can handle. I do that now. Yeah. But being overworked when it's something that you're so not passionate about and <laughs> existing in a culture that's really out of line with your personal morals and values, yeah. it wears on you. Like I think I think that's just, you know, living inauthentically wears mm. on people. And it yeah. really got to me and it got to a point where I couldn't really take it anymore. And I, you know, I was having panic attacks for probably six months and it took a lot of sort of personal coaching and reading books and because I didn't have social support, just having to really kind of rely on myself. And it got to a point where I was like, look, it's not going to get any easier to assume risk. I'm only going to take on more responsibilities. My life goes on and I'm really unhappy doing what I'm doing now. And I want to at least give myself a shot at leading a life that gives me a sense of purpose and impact. Yeah. Um, And I just realized I have to rip the bandaid off and do it because like living in fear and not going for the things you want because of these limiting beliefs. It's just not the life that I want to lead. So I kind of did like a fake it till you make it Mm -hmm. sort of thing where I was like, screw it. I'm just going to leave this and go for it and ignore everyone around me. And if it fails, I'll just have to deal with it. And that's what I did. But it, it took, you know, a lot of months of confidence building and journaling and reading and deliberating and talking to everyone in the world about it who pretty much across the board gave me the, the same 
Mm -hmm. the same thought, which was don't. (laughs) And I did it anyway. But um, yeah, so I I really had to get myself there. It wasn't it wasn't an easy thing where I had this sort of masterful business that was just skyrocketing. And I seamlessly transitioned from my fancy finance job to a being CEO of a large company, it was really hard and everyone thought it was dumb and I didn't I didn't know if people were going to like it or understand it for a long time and mm-hmm. you know it's it's definitely worked out and we've seen incredible growth with our customers and we've we've watched people share these remarkable healing stories and we're able to to I think have a lot of impact on both the environment and people's lives and um I really love what I do. So I'm really Mm -hmm. happy that I worked through all of the insecurity. Yeah. And keep working through all the insecurity um, to stay committed to this. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's a a wonderful lesson. And I've gone through something similar so I can relate 100% to what you're talking about. Um, One question that comes to mind, um, you talked about how you had purchased propolis at some point and it, it was it had trace amounts of pesticides and I, I know one of the challenges as you laid out yourself is uh finding true organic uh propolis um which can be you know difficult given the regulations uh, around organic crops and as you explained bees can venture a little further away how do you ensure that the product you're bringing to market is completely, you know, is truly organic and clean of, of any traces of pesticides? That is a great question because it's one of the things that I think makes Beekeepers Natural so different as a company. Mm-hmm. So we're the only bee product company that I'm aware of on the market right now that practices third-party pesticide testing. So right. all of our raw product, before it gets bottled or jarred or whatever it's coming in, we send it to our third-party partners, and they test for every pesticide, toxin, and pollutant in accordance with Health Canada, which is more rigorous than the U.S. Mm. And that allows us to do two things. One, the obvious one, it gives us a product quality that's unparalleled and really hard to find at this day and age. Because if you think about it, think about agricultural areas. You know, we use them now for growing crops, and there's a lot of pesticides used. So even with organic, it's really, you know, you have the runoff and again bees fly so it's it's really hard to find truly clean areas and so this forces us in an objective way to make sure that we are working in truly clean areas and we're delivering people the highest quality products that we possibly can Mm -hmm. and the second thing that it allows us to do it allows us to have environmental impact so one of the biggest, there's a lot of things affecting the bees right now, but one of the main killers is pesticides, specifically a class of pesticides called neonicotinoids that yeah. really came into play in 2006. They're mm-hmm. really harming the bees, and they're the most widely used pesticide in North America and you know most of the world. And in doing this, we're able to keep bees and actually keep them away from the poisons that are hurting them. So mm-hmm. our bees are not getting exposed to the pesticides in the same way, and so we're seeing our hive populations really grow and you know, survive and they're looking a lot healthier than I think a lot of the bees out there. So it's, it's something that we kind of really built the company around is practicing sustainable beekeeping. And what that means to us is really just putting the bees in the environment first. And Mm -hmm. that allows us to make products that are, you know, made in a more slow, in a slower, sort of more ethical, thoughtful way that have a standard of quality that I'm really behind. 
This season of The Brand is Female is made possible with the support of TD Bank Group Women Entrepreneurs. Confidently building your business takes sound advice plus guidance to the right connections, tools, and resources. As a woman entrepreneur myself, I know I need all the support I can get. What's great about TD Services for Women in Business is their collaboration-based approach. They work with both internal and external partners that can provide education, financing, mentoring, and community support. TD employees are able to be proactive in the advice and guidance they give to women in business. They can facilitate and connect you through workshops, coaching, and mentorship, and they engage other like-minded business leaders in an authentic way so we can share experiences and learn from each other. Now, let's go back to my conversation with Carly. And I want to ask you, and I mean, the current context is kind of bringing this into the spotlight, but... um, there is have you experienced any uh, pressure backlash you know negative feedback obviously you're now you've brought a product to market that is doing wonders for you know a lot of people uh, with immune issues or just as a natural you know uh, immunity uh, uh, kind of reinforcement for a lot of people and we're, we're seeing right now the importance of having a strong immune system but you're obviously going against big pharma how how did the kind of pharma industry or health industry overall receive your product? And I know part of the problem too is a lot of uh, you know doctors or specialists of Western medicine who don't really buy into natural therapies. So how how has that side of the experience been like for you? So we've actually had a really different experience there. I think you know there's a few things that are huge benefits for us. One is that we're, the way that we build products is pretty different. Our tagline is naturally sourced, obsessively tested. And what we're mm-hmm. trying to do here is use all natural ingredients and then apply the scientific rigor typically seen in the pharmaceutical world to make high grade effective products. Right. So unlike a lot of products that are kind of exciting natural ingredients, but maybe you know not bioavailable or it's not enough of the active ingredient to really affect whatever is happening. Our products are made with, they're formulated by chemists, produced by chemists. We work really hard to do product testing. Um, We hold everything up to something called an NPN standard in Canada. And so we legally have to validate all the health claims we make in Canada. Mm -hmm. So we have a lot of sort of extra layers of science. And because of that, we've actually seen a lot of practitioners get really on board with the product to the point where we have like pediatricians who you know sometimes sell it at their offices Mm -hmm. um so the medical community has you know for the most part been really accepting and excited about the products i think i think doctors are looking a lot of doctors are looking to move in a more natural direction and i think you know we're seeing a lot of scary things happening we're seeing i mean what's happening right now is of course terrifying um but there's a lot of conversation about superbugs and, and the mm-hmm. long-term effects of overprescription of antibiotics. And so people yeah. are looking, people who are in the know often are looking for natural ways to just kind of holistically support immune health right now mm-hmm. and make that transition. And, and because of how we formulate and especially when we have these conversations with practitioners, they get really excited about that. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been We've been really lucky to have a lot of really exciting people get get in our corner. The other, the other thing, too, is dealing with bee products. There's actually a, a lot of science, a lot of substantial science behind bee products. So mm. a study came out not too long ago 
comparing buckwheat honey to dextromethorphan, and it found that it was actually just as effective as um, dextro for pediatric and respiratory conditions. Wow. So that's, you know, a really exciting study that came out. And then mm. propolis, there's just a ton of science and literature looking at propolis's effect on immune health um, and inflammation as well. And anyone can kind of find that online. If you check out PubMed, there's a lot of really exciting stuff on propolis. And so because it is re- this stuff is relatively well-researched, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of people who are, who are excited to get behind it. Right. Well, that yeah, that's really good news because I think the the more people who know about a product like this, the better. And it's you know using what's available in nature to you know make our lives better, basically. Um, I was wondering, maybe I should take a minute to just describe what propolis is because a lot of people are oh, still yeah. really more familiar with honey. Okay, Absolutely. Cool. Mm-hmm. So awesome. I'll 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 keep it brief, not to <laughs> drone on about the same <laughs> the, product. The, the Cliff Notes version. So every. Awesome. Yeah. So everyone knows honey. Honey is really the bee's food. You can think of it as the bee's carbs, whereas Mm -hmm. propolis you can think of as the bee's medicine or the building blocks of their immune system. So honey is made from flowers, floral nectars, whereas propolis is made from plant and tree resins. So bees will go out, collect plant and tree resins, and then mix it with their enzymes, and then they'll use it to line the entire hive and keep it Mm germ-free. So it's literally the protective structure of the entire hive. They'll also line the inside of the walls of the cells for newborn baby bees to create a sterile environment for newborns. And one of the coolest, I think, facts about propolis is let's say a predator gets into the hive like a mouse, the bees can sting it and kill it, but they can't actually carry it out of the hive. Mm. So what they'll do is they'll mummify this mouse in propolis, and it's that powerful (laughs) of an antibacterial, antimicrobial, anti inflammatory agent that it it basically insulates the entire hive from Mm. this decaying mouse so in nature propolis obviously has some profound effects and then for humans we've seen a lot of the same stuff so propolis there's a lot of studies looking at propolis and its effects on immune health Um, you know for our customers we see people using it kind of across the board for immune support Um, i traditionally have loved using propolis for my sore throats, cold, flu, and then prevention as well. So for me, mm-hmm. I take propolis every single day. Um, we have people who use it just when they get sick and then people who use it preventatively. Yeah. Because it's totally natural, it's safe to take pretty regularly, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's really what it is. I like to call it kind of my bodyguard in a bottle and I just, I have it on me. And especially when times, in times when my body's under more stress, when I'm traveling a lot or, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of my cortisol spiking all all up my propolis dosage and I'm kind of spraying all the time especially right now but yeah. it's a really it's it's really what I use to kind of prevent and protect and that's how we see customers using it as well um so I do want to talk about you know the context that we're in but one of the questions I I always ask to women on on the podcast is um Given that, you know, you're an entrepreneur, uh, you obviously have several projects on the go. There's a lot of traveling involved with your job. Well, you might be home for a while now, but (laughs) normally there's a lot of traveling involved. Um, and you work in, you know, in with a product that's uh, that's natural healthcare, basically. What are some of the other tips and tricks that you know you use? Things that you need to do on a daily basis to stay grounded, to keep sane, and to really maximize, you know, your focus, productivity, your energy level. And I would add 
given the extra challenging and stressful times that we're now finding ourselves in, uh, maybe there's something else that you're doing or something you're doing a little bit more of currently, uh, given the circumstances. Oh my gosh, so many things. So (laughs) one of my big tools, especially for me, because one, I'm pretty type A and I tend to take on a lot. And two, I really struggle with anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, meditation is really important. I meditate every day. I do, you know, at the minimum 10 minutes a day. And I use this device called Muse. It's this headset that tracks your brain waves. And mm. for me, it helps. It helps me to meditate when it's like a little bit more, I can kind of see my, my progress. So I love tracking my brain waves and seeing how I'm doing. But meditation is really key. I think especially at a startup, so much goes wrong all the time. And there's just kind of so much being thrown at you. So making a gratitude list daily is a really incredible thing just to kind of take stock of all of the growth and the incredible moments. And I think the more you can prioritize focus on that, it helps you to ride through the waves. Right. So those are two things. And then beyond that, I mean, movement is a meditation for me. So I love being active. I do a lot of yoga um, you know, right now I'm doing, a, I'm going to be doing a lot of sort of solo movement things, kind of going for walks, doing yoga at home. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, normally I love to dance and I love just general movement. And then I think also having a community of support is really big. I have a lot of friends who are entrepreneurs and, um, you know, a lot of friends who just kind of work in high stress environments. And I really believe you're an average of the five people you surround yourself with. So yeah, I, yeah. I try to, and I'm fortunate to be able to surround myself with such inspiring, incredible people, but I really try to seek out and build those relationships that I find inspiring. You partly answered that question, but um, I was going to ask, given the current circumstances, how are you doing these days? How, how what's, what's your experience been like since the start of this crazy whirlwind that we found ourselves in because of COVID-19. So, I mean, it's majorly affected my life because normally I'm, I'm kind of on the road on the time. We have a partially remote workforce and we're about to do a major launch into retail. So I had this kind of crazy travel schedule. And of course that's totally stopped. I mean, I'm, and we shut down, we have an office in Toronto. So we have you know, half of our team members are remote, the other half come into work every day. Mm-hmm. Um, so we shut, we just proactively shut that down to reduce risk. And, you know, I'm done traveling for a while and I'm, I'm really practicing social distancing and just doing whatever I can to flatten the curve and stop the spread. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm taking every precaution just to support my immune system. So, I mean, B products are a part of my daily routine, but I've definitely increased consumption there. Like normally I do. On a regular day, I'm, I mean, I'm spraying propolis like three times mm-hmm. a day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing like five sprays three times a day. I'm pretty intense with it just because it's had so much impact for me. Um, and I'm, I'm almost doubling that right now. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty crazy. I mean, we are like, it's hard because we want to protect our team and we want to protect the public and do our part to practice social distancing. So, I mean, we've, we have a lot of our, we've all of our workforce at home right now which has reduced our capacity in a big way and we're also getting insane over-the-top orders (laughs) right now so we want to really be there to support our community and make sure that people have the tools that they normally rely on to support their immune health Mm -hmm. 
But, um, you know, just understanding that everything's kind of slowed down right now, it's just this crazy time. So we are majorly backordered with propolis, with bee powered, which is a super food honey we make that has royal jelly, propolis, and pollen in it. Yeah. Um, yeah, all of our products are, are pretty much on back order right now, and we're just kind of doing what we can. Mm. And I think, you know, for us right now, the biggest thing is just contributing in any way possible. So again, so practicing social distancing, mm-hmm. and then trying to get the products we can to the people who love, need, and rely on them. And um, right now, it's just, we're a startup, so, you know, this sort of situation is hard on us, but mm-hmm. it's it's not about commerce and sales right now. It's just about how we can be on the right side of history with this and just play a role as, as global citizens to help to support people in this time. And, you know, there's a lot of people, we have a pretty big digital community and a lot of people are struggling with the isolation. So trying to play a supportive role there as well. But mm-hmm. that's really how I'm looking at things and my team is looking at things right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that that's that makes a lot of sense. Um, I th- one thing we're noticing is obviously this is going to have a profound impact on the economy. This is going to have an impact on you know the business model for uh, for a lot of companies. Um, do you think that we're going to see a shift in the way consumers are approaching? shopping and buying and maybe even uh, the way they're going to select the brands that they want to buy from moving forward? Do you think this is going to have a profound change on, you know, consumers' values uh, uh, from that point of view? Yeah, I mean, I don't know how the long-term buying patterns are going to look. This is definitely going to impact our business, especially, you know, we're, we're planning to really do a bigger launch in retail starting in the spring. So, I mean, we're going to feel a lot of impact there because people aren't really or shouldn't really be right now, I think, going into stores. And, um, you know, we we all want to practice social distancing. So for us, we're definitely going to feel that. I think a ton of companies are feeling that uh, across the board. And that's just kind of how it's looking. I think this might provoke um, just a kind of greater sense of like urgency or taking stock of one's health Mm -hmm. I mean for a lot of my friends even the ones who aren't traditionally the healthiest people they're like texting me (laughs) trying to get their hands on propolis and I think (laughs) this will serve as a reminder of how important it is to just lead a lifestyle that prioritizes health because health and time are critically important for all of us and those are two things that are major equalizers and Mm -hmm. I think this might push people generally to just again be more proactive with supporting their immune system supporting their health at large and maybe you know making some different choices yeah i think you're right i think there's something to be said about uh, brands who are purpose-driven as well i think um this is a, a good time for people in general and consumers to reconnect and look at their values and you know their their shopping habits as well and it reminds us that Health is one of the things that comes first, and the way we interact with each other is also key uh, in this whole scenario. So it's going to be interesting. <laughs> um, yeah. One of the questions I like to ask uh, guests on the pod, and this is one of my favorite questions, is, is there something you wish women would do more of? 
Yeah, I wish that more women would really work on their internal dialogue. I think there are so many, there's so many external pressures placed on women in this world. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of capitalist structures that are built on creating a negative narrative with women. Absolutely. Um, and making women think that they're not enough or they need to change things or they need to buy things or look a certain way or, you know, all of these things that are put on women. And it's really, really hard to do all the things you're capable of when you have a running narrative in your head of, that of like limiting beliefs that make you think that you're less than. And so hmm. my hope is that women would really start noticing that and working to shut it down and um, know how great and capable they are and sort of prioritize those thoughts. I think that would, I think we would see a lot more women moving into power positions and power roles um, if they didn't have their own self-limiting beliefs and they, they understood their incredible capacity. Because the truth is, we all have the ability to really do anything. It's just what we give time to and thought to grows. And we spend so much time on the negatives. And if we just took that time, if we took 50% of that time and focused on not even the positives, but just the potential mm-hmm. or the ability to learn or the ability to change, there's just a lot more that could be done. And I think women are, there are so many brilliant, thoughtful, empathetic women who would do incredible things who can do incredible things in this world and and aren't necessarily going for it um, because they're, they're focused on what they can't do. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're absolutely right. And this is really, this is a a beautiful wish for women everywhere. Um, And in closing, and this is, you know, again, a slightly different question, but I'd love your immunity tips given the current situation apart from taking propolis and other bee products part of beekeepers range are, are there other things that you know you you take or do or maybe certain foods that you'll eat um to just to maximize your immune defense definitely so i mean first of all i really want to encourage people to follow sort of the publicly released guidelines, mm-hmm. um, especially right now. I mean, social distancing, whatever the CDC is saying to do, I'm really practicing all of that and, and hoping that people follow in suit. Um, but beyond that, personally, I do a lot kind of naturally to support my health and my immune health, especially because I've traditionally struggled with immune health. Mm-hmm. So Peropolis, as I said, it's it's just a huge part of my routine. So I'm using a lot of that right now. Um, I'm you know, just doing everything I can to really stay healthy in this time. So I've, I'm taking extra vitamin C, I'm taking zinc, I'm taking vitamin D, um, you know, doing propolis, doing propolis, doing a spoon of bee power daily. Uh, I'm drinking a ton of tea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm really just trying to, to wash my hands and, and stay on top of that. Uh, I eat mostly plant-based and I think a big part of the stress is so damaging to the body. So again, meditating mm-hmm. and trying to calm the body down. I think the best thing we can do again is social distancing, following CDC guidelines. I think if you're inclined, immune like these sort of natural immune boosters and vitamins can be really amazing. And I think it's just really trying to stay healthy in any way you can. And I think that's all very, very good tips. So uh we'll be sure to put them into action carly thank you so much wishing you the best for 
next steps in the growth of Beekeepers Naturals. Thank you so much for having me and stay safe. Thank you so much to Carly for sharing her story. If you liked today's episode, as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast. It really makes a world of difference for us podcasters. Thank you to TD Bank Group, Women Entrepreneurs, further support of The Brand is Female. You've got it in you to succeed. Let TD help guide you. Visit thebrandisfemale.com slash podcast and click on the TD logo. Thank you for listening and stay safe. Yeah.